Hi friends, welcome back. I am starting off today with a request. I would love your feedback. Would you be willing to take a minute and fill out a feedback form? That would be super helpful. I will link a feedback form in the show notes. And if you would take a minute to fill that out, I would really appreciate it. Trying to get a grasp on the age of the listener. And I would love to hear topics that are on your mind that you would like your kids to know before they leave your house. So again, I'll link it in the show notes. If you would be willing to do that, I would super appreciate it. Okay. Today's episode is for parents. And I know this isn't normal content for this podcast since its main goal is to leave things for my children to listen to as they grow up. But I felt this burden on my heart to speak to parents today. So please forgive me for venturing out from our normal content. And kids, you get a break from listening today. Or maybe this is 15, 20 years from now, and you are a parent yourself. In that case, listen on. We're going to talk about the new front line of danger in our world today, and that is screens. And I do mean it. Screens are hurting my generation. They hurt the generation before me, and they're hurting all the ones that follow. I believe it's the biggest danger we as a society face. You might disagree with that statement, and that's cool. But hear me out. I'm going to share reasons for why I believe the way that I do and things that we as parents can do about it because I want you to leave with hope and I want to have hope. So let's dive into why screens are in the front line of danger. Reason number one, distraction. If anything, screens cause parents like me, well-meaning parents, parents who listen to podcasts on parenting and want to be a good parent, it causes us to be distracted from the greater things in life, like being present. Screens cause us to miss the present. We miss little moments, we miss big moments, we miss clues that our kids are giving us that something is wrong or off because our faces are in a screen. You've probably heard this before, but if Satan can't get us to sin outright, he will just distract us. Distract us from doing the good work in front of us. And oftentimes when we're distracted, it's not something bad. There's an Insta reel and we're learning something or we're researching something that's important. I get that, but we are still trading a good thing for the greater thing. The greater thing is being present. Parenting is holy work. It's work that needs our whole undistracted selves. Guys, what are we missing? When we put our face in a screen, we are missing life going before our eyes. We are missing our kids growing up. And I know most of us need a screen for work, right? Like screens are a part of our lives. Kids are going to see us working. Yes, absolutely. And it's good to model how to work hard and have a good work ethic. But I'm imploring you to set boundaries on work time. So you are not, quote unquote, working at 7.30 p.m. with your kids around. 
and I implore you to have a boundary with personal time on screens because again, they are watching us and we are distracted. We are just a distracted society. Okay, point number two. Screens are one of the dangerous, most dangerous things we face is because we as a society are using screens to babysit our children. Problem is, it's just so easy. If we need to get something done, put our kid on a screen, hand them an iPad. I'm raising my hand because I do this too. The average child now spends 7.5 hours in front of a screen for entertainment each day, according to the Kayser Family Foundation. 4.5, which are spent watching TV. So over a year, that adds up to 114 full days watching a screen for fun. So we're not just using screens for a couple hours on the weekend or for an hour here and there to have a hard conversation or pay bills. We are using screens to babysit our children as a society. We are using them as a coping mechanism for parenting. And we need to stop. It is harming our children. In the United States alone, the percent of the percentage of children and teens affected by obesity has tripled since the 1970s. This is four years old, this data is from 2018, but it estimates 19.3, almost 20% of children and teens are obese. Because they are on screen so much, they are not moving, they are not being creative, they're not learning how to have face-to-face interactions with other kids and adults. Kids are suffering because we as parents are abdicating our parental responsibility to screens. Third reason screens are an issue is because marriages are falling apart because of distracted spouses and pornography. So maybe your marriage isn't struggling with pornography usage, but maybe you're struggling with not giving each other the attention you both need in order to keep the relationship strong. Sometimes a smartphone feels like the mistress in the relationship. Hey, you're here, you're sitting next to me, but you're not here. You are off with somebody else, right? It's it's distracted spouses that are hurting relationships. Okay, let's talk about marriages and porn. I cannot tell you how many of my friends their marriages have been affected by this. So I am on the verge of 40, Lord have mercy. And I was in high school when the internet was kind of showing up in houses now and then. Like the cool kids had internet, but not everybody did, right? So it was brand new. Our parents didn't know much about the internet. It didn't, we, we didn't know what we didn't know, right? And our generation is paying for that. Marriages are suffering. I am not an expert in this area, but here's what I suggest if you or your partner is struggling in this way. If you both agree that porn is harmful, seek accountability. Find friends that are going to hold you accountable. Find a good biblical counselor. Pray for release from the chains and read the book Beyond the Battle a man's guide to his identity in Christ in an over-sexualized world by Noah Filippiak. I'll link it in the show notes. 
marriage is a picture of God's covenant with us. And if Satan can tear apart marriages, he can tear apart families and he can tear apart societies. And I believe pornography is one of his greatest tools. Okay, last point on why screens are the biggest enemy. Kids are viewing porn and the effects are devastating. Here's the thing. Kids, they're naturally curious. Of course they are. And don't be fooled. Your kid will see pornography. You can have Disney Circle. You can have all the things in place, but it's going to find a way. Whether somebody shows it to them or an ad appears, it finds its way in. So do not be fooled into thinking, not my kid. Right now, the current age of first viewing porn is 10. Why is this a problem? Why is kids viewing porn a problem? I am going to quote an article I read in the Huffington Post. It's titled, Kids Watching Porn, It's Happening Much Earlier Than You Think. From the ages of 10 to 15, the brain is undergoing a wave of development that is associated with heightened state of sexual development and maturity. The thrill-seeking parts of the brain dominate over the more rational impulse control part of the brain called the prefrontal cortex. Side note, we know now that the prefrontal cortex doesn't fully develop till later on, especially in men. Back to the quote. We know that the brain has a use it or lose system of efficiency. So the more neurofiring, the harder the brain wires in that direction. This means watching porn literally shapes the brain's physical heart architecture so that it requires porn as stimulus to get aroused. So why is this a problem? In 2010, so 12 years old, analysis of pornography showed most scenes contain verbal and physical aggression towards women. So peer-on-peer, sexual abuse is increasing. Kids act out what they see. They act out in ways of aggression. It affects their relationships. It can cause erectile dysfunction. It can cause them to look at the opposite sex instead of with dignity, but as only sexual being. It awakens desire before their time. The brain needs harder and harder hits. So the content gets darker and darker and it causes confusion. My sister-in-law told her child, and I thought this was great, that when he was shown explicit content of either a male or a female, that your body's going to respond. It doesn't mean you are LGBTQ, even when shown thing, images of the same gender. It means you are human, but kids don't understand this. It causes confusion. It causes shame. It causes a lack of motivation. So that is my thesis. <laughs> on why I think screens are our biggest form of danger. Guys, I mentor a nine-year-old and I cannot tell you what this little girl tells me she watches online. And she tells me in vivid detail, she is nine. And that is why I titled this, We Have to Wake Up. There's this analogy. 
I love it. It's, it's the analogy of a cow versus a buffalo and how they react when they see that a storm is rolling in. What a cow does, it tries to outrun the storm. So it runs and runs and runs and wears itself out and eventually the storm overtakes it anyways. What does a buffalo do? A buffalo sees a storm, it turns around and it runs straight into it and it gets through the storm so much faster than the cow. And that is how I feel about this issue. It's out there. It is greatly affecting kids and marriages and teenagers and relationships. And I hate it and I want nothing to do with it. But I know that I have to face the storm and run through it because this is what we as mom and dads are facing. We have to talk about it. We have to educate ourselves on this. We owe it to them. So I think that's a great segue into the hope section of this. What can we, what can we do about the, these dangers that we're facing? First thing up, model good behavior. When our faces as parents are in a screen all evening or all weekend, what are we telling our kids? We are telling our kids that the good stuff, the good life lies in a screen. That is what we are telling them. They are watching us and they are going to mirror us. The good stuff lies in relationships and conversation and laughter and adventuring together and eating good foods. It does not lie in a screen. And this is why I implore you to make boundaries with your work and with your personal online presence. Do not mirror to your kids that the good life lies in a screen. Okay, second thing we can do, have a porn plan. Greta Eskridge, I'll spell it for you, E-S-K-R-I-D-G-E, is the person who I got this idea from. I follow her on Instagram. She has several highlights, and they're called fight porn highlights. Check them out. She's much more of an expert on this than I am, but she basically says to talk to your kids because again, it's a matter of if, it's a matter of when, excuse me, not if. So give them a porn plan so they feel empowered and you've talked about it. It's not shameful. Okay, third thing, if you are a parent of small children, read your kids the book, God Made All of Me. It's a book that helps children protect their bodies. I'll link it in the show notes. With the rise of kids viewing porn younger and younger and kids' natural curiosity and kids acting out what they see, you need to protect your kids. And you can do this by reading them the book. Okay, number four. If you are involved in a private school, there is a sweet new curriculum that Protect Young Eyes just came out with called Be Tech Ready. It was designed for Christian schools and it walks kids through how to use the internet in a way that is healthy for their brain. Again, I'll link it in the show notes. Check it out. Okay, number five, don't let your kids use social media. You may disagree with me on that, but I'm telling you, if you want to learn more about the effects of social media on a growing mind, check out the podcast, The Colin Karchner Um, podcast. The specific episode is 
undercover report Instagram's child porn problem, or he's got another episode called Let's Talk About TikTok, or one, How Kids Are Sexually Exploited on on Social Media. This is his area of expertise, again, not mine. Check out those podcasts and educate yourself. I also encourage you to look at the statistics of anxiety and depression and how it relates to the use of social media. Also, look at the data on how uh, body positivity correlates negatively with social media usage. I could go on and on and on and how nothing good comes out of social media. I implore you to keep your kids off of it. Okay, number six, a smart tool, a smartphone is a tool that can quickly become a master. I suggest you delay and then have an onboarding plan. Our current plan is to delay until 18. And again, we reserve the right to change our mind on that, but that is the plan for now. I am almost 40 with a fully developed prefrontal cortex and still cannot control the phone in my hand. Why would I give it to a 15-year-old and expect them to be able to use it as a tool and to be able to manage it wisely? It was designed to keep us scrolling and addicted. Don't give them a weapon. Okay, number seven, don't let your kids play Roblox or any other interactive gaming system. The stories coming out about the predators that are on those games, it's mind-blowing. Number eight, get a Gryphon router. I will link one in the show notes. It helps you protect the internet at your house. Number nine, keep all screens, devices in the in, a, in main rooms in your house. Homework that needs online research, awesome. You can do it on the kitchen island or in the dining room table. Number 10, don't be fooled by the not my child pattern of thought. Yes, your child, and yes, you need to wake up. Number 11, Do not react in anger or shame when a child shares. Born screen addiction, this has power in the dark and in the secret. Celebrate your child sharing their struggles and work together as a team. And number 12, talk with other parents. We have to unite on this issue. We have to link arms and fight together because no matter how much we strengthen the walls of our own homes, as soon as our kids leave our home, they're bombarded with this stuff. So find a tribe of parents and talk to them. Talk to your kids' friends, their parents. Hand out gab phones like candy. Can we do this together, please? I cannot fight this alone. I need you to fight it with me. When every single one of my kids' friends in the neighborhood get iPhones at ages 11, 12, It's hard to fight this alone. So guys, talk. Talk about it. Create a revolution. Let's be parents that fight this battle, that fight the new drug of screen addiction. Let us not be distracted, but awake and alive, fully alive. I'm parenting with you. Love you all. That's it for today. Okay, last up, what I'm loving. Today, what I'm loving is the Gab phone. G-A-B-B, Gab phone. The Gab phone is a safe phone for kids. 
We bought one for our oldest when he started middle school and was having sports practices and needed to be able to reach us. And it's awesome because it allows them to text and to call and there's GPS on it and there's a phone, all the things that they actually need. But it gives you peace of mind because it doesn't have access to the internet, social media, apps, or games. And I have a promo code for you. I'm a Gab advocate. So if you use the promo code SAFETECH, S-A-F-E-T-E-C-H, all one word, you can get $25 off a Gab phone or a Gab watch. Just head to gabwireless.com and enter the promo code at checkout. Alrighty, guys, let's go.